0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240 for Bayou Sports here on uh, Kane Radio. Uh, happy Friday. Of course, uh, we're just about ready to end the first week in 2023. The one good thing that we're hearing uh, over Jeff is that DeMar Hamlin is beginning to awake and he shows substantial improvement. I think I, I'm I'm pretty sure he's not able to speak well, he's think able he's to write on, a note. He's still
1: on a ventilator, so he was able to communicate writing, and uh, the greatest thing I saw was he was wondering who won Monday night's game. That's
0: right. He did. He wrote the note, stating, uh, trying to find out. Of course, uh, the, the Monday night game was officially canceled, so that game is in the book. So uh, I've heard, uh, I think the best thing is just call it a tie, is what I've heard.
1: I think it's going to be a no contest, and uh, they've actually come up, and I'm not sure if you've seen this, uh, with some ideas that they may play the AFC championship game at a neutral site. Okay. The, if the Ravens end up taking on Cincinnati in a wild card, they may play that at a neutral site as well. Interesting. In a couple of scenarios, I'll pull them up here. All
0: right. But uh, just great news to hear about that young man, uh, starting to show low life and uh boy just the prayers abound and if you notice his uh his uh i uh, guess uh sponsorship of his uh giveaway for toys it's up to i think i think i saw seven million dollars already it's up to with regards to uh he was just talking about initially twenty five hundred dollars to help out some children in his hometown but uh In the meantime, $7 million, these kids might be able to drive uh, uh, Corvettes, man, (laughs) in that regard, man. It's just wonderful to hear, though. uh And and it'll uh,
1: extend over multiple years, I'm sure, Uh, not just this one Christmas, but uh, because I'm guessing it's a pretty small town, and I'm not sure how much of a need there is. I'm sure there's some need. That's why I began it in the first place, but, yeah. Uh, it's just it's,
0: remarkable remarkable. So
1: here's what, what I've Go seen. Go uh, The NFL has ruled that Monday's uh, Bills-Bengals game uh, will be ruled a no contest. The game carried significant AFC postseason seeding implications and the NFL has released a memo outlining the playoff possibilities now that the matchup is not going to resume. Of note, the AFC championship game may be held at a neutral site. And I have feeling that would be uh, based on whether or not Kansas City can come away with outright uh, AFC right. title um, of paramount importance, the health of Hamlin, but obviously uh, they've got to do something about this postseason situation. So uh, w- with the Bills, Bengals playing one fewer game than the rest of the AFC, the NFL has decided how to handle playoff seating. According to the memo, a resolution recommended... Uh, by Roger Goodell and approved by the NFL's competition committee will be considered before uh, league owners in a special meeting today. If the resolution is approved, uh, here's how it looks as well as the reason for each component. 13 and three Kansas city chiefs currently hold the number one spot in the AFC. All right. They'll keep that position obviously with a win over the Raiders on Saturday. The 12 and three bills would have been the AFC's number one seed with wins over the Bengals and also the Patriots on Sunday, even if the Chiefs beat the Raiders. That's because they own the head-to-head tiebreaker over Kansas City by virtue of a 24-20 win October 16th. The 11-4 and 4 Bengals were fighting for two things simultaneously, the AFC North title and an outside shot at the number one seed. They would have jumped the Bills with a win last Monday and a victory against the Ravens or Bills lost to the Patriots in addition a 13 and 4 Bengals team could have overtaken the Chiefs if Kansas City had lost to the Raiders that would put Kansas City this goes back to me telling talking about yesterday how much the NFL wants Kansas City to win on Sunday all right but uh, that would put Kansas City at 13 and 4 but the Bengals beat the Chiefs head to head 27 to 24 earlier in December it's clear the competition committee doesn't want to give the Chiefs home field advantage in the AFC championship game in the event that either the Bills or Bengals uh, win in the no contest game, would have given that team the number one seat. Therefore, a neutral site AFC championship game will go down in three circumstances. And uh, Field Yates tweeting a summary of the proposal: fourteen and three Chiefs versus thirteen and three Bills, neutral site; thirteen and four Chiefs versus twelve and four Bills, neutral site; thirteen and four Chiefs versus twelve and four Bengals. Neutral site. Week 18 has no bearing on a possible Bills-Bengals championship game. That would be in Buffalo. And there is one extra caveat. If the Ravens beat the Bengals, they'll own head-to-head tiebreaker over Cincinnati as they also topped them 19-17 on October 9th. However, the 11-5 Bengals would have a half-game edge over the 11-6 Ravens. Hypothetically, a Cincinnati loss, though, to Buffalo would have given the Ravens the division. So under that scenario, the number six-seeded uh, Ravens and the number three-seeded Bengals would actually play each other in the AFC wildcard round, if the ten and six LA Chargers beat the Broncos to get the number five seed. The eleven and six Chargers would still own the tiebreaker over Baltimore, who's eleven and six, uh, and again an eight and four conference record versus seven and five. That goes down the home field team for the Bengals-Ravens game will be decided via a coin flip, Um, but I also saw it could be at a neutral site. Uh, The caveat is that the Bengals are still recognized as the AFC North champs, no matter what happens in Week 18. That, again, if they beat uh, the Bengals Sunday. Also, if the Chargers lose and the Ravens win, the Bengals will host the Chargers and Baltimore will visit uh, the AFC South winner, which is still to be determined between Jacksonville and Tennessee. Uh, One of the teams has to win.
0: Yep, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, and I'm thinking a neutral site. Where would they play? You know, uh, in Pittsburgh, maybe.
1: I would imagine they'd try and put it in a warmer weather city. Uh, and again, if if it's you know Kansas City, Buffalo,
0: where where do you leave the, give the edge Detroit, maybe? Yeah, I'm just wondering if they'd like to place it somewhere uh, in a median where uh, both teams don't have to travel too far, expenses. Uh, hotel stays, uh, things of that nature, a fan that's, opportunities. Yeah, that's but, right. But again,
1: if it's going to be a neutral site game, you don't say we're going from Buffalo to Detroit because maybe that isn't as neutral. In that's fact, right. Detroit's already hosted a Buffalo game. That's right uh, this year, so maybe Indianapolis you know something yeah I, i'm i'm guessing they're going to look for a dome yeah you know, first i, I and foremost. tend to agree
0: with that so uh the closest one around there you got to come south though other than minnesota well, and is that indianapolis or, no, that's true indianapolis uh, Or, or minnesota be, well not too bad the uh, yeah. distance in indianapolis but uh, anyway it it's we'll find out uh, come monday that's for sure uh, of course the end of the uh, the last game uh sunday night is uh detroit and green bay and i think it's in De- is it in Detroit? Uh, I'm trying to recall if that game, but that's the last game, uh, regular season game for the NFL. As uh, Detroit uh, fighting for an opportunity, I think if Detroit beats Green Bay, aren't they in? No, they need
1: help. No, okay. All right. They need help. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they need help from Seattle, I think. Yeah, I I think Seattle think so, would yeah. have to lose, too. Uh, but uh, it is in Green
0: Bay. Okay, in the frozen tundra, indeed, as they say. Uh, just uh, changing gears a little bit. Texas fires Chris Beard, uh, the head basketball coach. Chris Beard yesterday, uh, less than a month after sp- suspending him following his arrest for choking, biting, and hitting his fiance. Wait, wait, treat your fiance? Anyway, so yeah, he's been. But, but uh, again, lingo. she said he defended himself. That's right. That's right.
1: And, and apparently, the prosecution or or the Texas uh, Longhorns don't care. That she recanted. And, uh, again, in a lot of uh, jurisdictions, it uh, doesn't matter if the, the victim, the alleged, uh, uh, the assumed victim, That's right. recants the original alleger, if you will. If they recant, they still usually investigate fully. and That's if they right. They still feel the need to prosecute. They do uh, on domestic uh, violence That's
0: issues. That's right. That's right. So, but uh, I don't think you, of course, uh, with him being fired, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure he uh will not be <laughs> be sought after uh in any capacity for uh it'll be a few years if he ever gets back in the coaching game so uh we'll see how that's going to play out and all. Uh meanwhile uh the power rankings uh we usually talk about uh oh, uh of course this only deals with week 18 uh and most of it deals with the teams that are going to qualify for the playoffs too as uh basically the number 1 seed In the AFC is the Chiefs, the Bills, Seconds, Bengals, Jaguars, Chargers, Ravens, Patriots, and Dolphins. That's pretty much how the uh, playoffs fall in. Of course, again, the Steelers, uh, ninth in the power ratings. Mike Tomlin looking to not ever have a losing season in Pittsburgh. I think he's been there, what, 13 years after Cowher resigned uh, back about 10 or 12 years ago, maybe 14 years ago, over in the uh, NFC. It's the Eagles, 49ers, Vikings, Buccaneers, Cowboys, Giants, Seahawks, Lions, Packers. Uh, That'd be interesting to see the Lions beat the Packers. Both the Packers and the Lions are 8-8. Of course, the uh, Vikings control that particular uh, division. And uh, I don't know if they're still susceptible for the number one seed if the Eagles and uh, 49ers along with the uh, Cowboys get beat. Uh, that'd be interesting to see how that's going to play out. Of course, the Giants hoping for an opportunity to get to the playoffs along with the Seahawks. Uh, don't know. I don't think the Commanders can make it because the Lions and Packers play. Commanders are seven, eight, and one. If the Lions or Packers win, they're nine and eight. Uh, that'll push out the Commanders. Commanders. I don't know how uh, they would win. I guess maybe if the Lions Packers tie, uh, and all of them will be seven, eight, and uh, no, they can't be. Uh, yeah, they'd be eight, eight, and one. Of course the Saints come up to number eleven, but they're seven and nine, trying to end their year with a four game winning streak as they take on uh Carolina this weekend uh in a game over in the dome. So uh a lot of big games this weekend for teams trying to uh win their uh uh chance to play off. Anyway, tonight the Pelicans take on the Nets who have won I don't I don't think the Nets have have uh, didn't play last night, but uh uh, basically, they come into town winning, I think, uh, 14 out of their last 15 games. The Pelicans uh, without uh, Zion Williamson, uh, that's on uh, ESPN tonight. So, folks, uh, no football to watch uh, in the playoffs and all. Uh, elsewhere uh, in collegiate basketball, uh, number 25, Iowa State, takes on number 17, TCU. TCU <laughs> sports program got kind of going pretty good right now. Also... Uh, uh, elsewhere on ESPNU, uh, Arkansas is at number 22, Auburn. Uh, on the women's side, Iowa is at number 14, Michigan. Uh, that's going to be on the Fox Network. Of course, we got the PGA uh, chip shots. I'll tell you a little bit about that this weekend. The high school All-American uh, Bowl uh, Saturday at 1 p.m. on NBC. See some of the top seniors play. Not sure if we have any Louisiana young people. I know we had one or two last week in a uh, senior high school bowl Monday's Under Armour game. Yeah, uh, that game, uh, that was uh, later on. I had two representatives from the area that I'm aware of. You mentioned uh, Derek uh, Williams from uh, Westgate and also uh, uh, Mr. Woodring uh, from uh, Ascension Episcopal, the kicker. So, uh, anyway, uh, other news. uh, UL announced their uh, football schedule uh, that uh, came out. They'll be uh, playing... uh, I was curious to see who their non uh, uh, outside the uh, the conference uh players uh September 3rd the uh, 2nd they got to open up with Northwestern State the Demons on the 16th uh they play UAB on September 30th they travel to Minnesota to play the Golden Gophers up in Minnesota then October the 14th they host New Mexico State their home schedule which hasn't been really set up yet by the uh conference uh, they play at home this year. They'll play Georgia State, uh, Southern Miss, Texas State, and ULM of Monroe, Louisiana Monroe. Their uh, Sunbelt away games will be at Arkansas State, Old Dominion, which to my knowledge is either in their first or second year in the conference. South Alabama and Troy will be their away games this year. So the Cajuns. Uh,
1: so they really haven't uh, set up their schedule uh, it's really yeah, where it to, was a couple of weeks ago when yeah, we that's right. talked about that. We know
0: who they're playing, but we don't know. Uh, the
1: non-conference games.
0: Yeah, the non-conference game. We know who they're playing the dates, but we don't know how things will be set up with regards to their conference games. So we know who they'll play at home, and we'll know who they'll play on the road. But, but, but as that, that was probably dates. known
1: because they rotate uh, those things. Anyway, you play the teams in your division, and it's alternating So uh, in that rotation. so. Yeah.
0: I don't know why the league uh, does it that way. You know, it seems like uh, I don't know the what schools, they're waiting for. Yeah, you know, uh, that's all pretty much set. Uh, most people who follow college football know those schedules. Sometimes are even ten years in advance. Yeah. They know who they're playing. So uh, unless there's some movement, like we're seeing in the Southeastern Conference, yeah, also just a little bit. Out, Yeah, we'll see Texas and Oklahoma in, I believe, next year. Is it 25? They're going to go the full distance. I'm trying to recall. Certainly not until 24 at the earliest. Yeah, so uh, that's pretty much it. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our uh, first break here on Bayou Sports. Uh, You're listening to it on FM uh, 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us.
1: Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana Campaign. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. This Saturday, it's the Cajun Company Band, and on Sunday, TK Hulan along with Steve Adams and his four-piece trio. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. The Quarter Tavern, recently named a top ten bar in Louisiana by BestThingsLouisiana.com, saying you'll have a whole night of fun at the Quarter Tavern. This popular hometown bar in New Iberia always serves up a great time. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in Berry. Domestic beer, just $2 imports, $3 all day, every day other than during bans and special benefits
0: Celebrating 75 years in business,
1: Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at
0: 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF, uh, January the 6th. Uh, of course, we just talked about UL's schedule, uh, where they haven't designated the specific dates where the conference games will take place. But uh, they have uh, announced their out out-of-conference uh, uh, opponents, uh, of course, that being uh, – uh, UAB old, uh, UAB, uh, along with uh, Southern Miss. Uh, uh, no, excuse me. Southern Miss is in their conference finally this year. But uh, those kind of, they journeyed to Minnesota to play the Golden Gophers. And uh, I, I want to say they play in a dome stadium now, don't no, they? No, no. They, they, uh,
1: they've moved outside? They used to play in the Metrodome okay. along with the Vikings. But uh, when the Metrodome went south, uh, the Minneapolis uh, uh, did two things. They decided to build a new baseball well, three different things. Okay, but I think the the Golden Gophers Stadium was the first uh, of the projects. And in fact, uh, the Vikings had to play there a couple of seasons after the dome roof went down around 2011. They started playing in uh, the Golden Gophers Stadium. It's a it's about a 50,000 seat stadium. Okay. it's a mid mid sized stadium for a Big Ten team.
0: And, uh, of course, uh, the Golden Gophers, you know, a lot of people historically don't remember, but uh, the Golden Gophers, uh, I mentioned the other day here on Bayou Sports, they were the last team to win a national championship in football with two losses until LSU did it. uh, What was it, 2007 with Les Miles when they got beat by, I think, Arkansas in overtime and maybe uh, Kentucky that year uh and ended up winning uh the conference championship game and went on to uh to uh beat uh i believe uh who was the second team they beat ohio state in the first uh, national championship game and he escapes me who they beat in 07 it would have been the january of 08. oklahoma uh, yeah oklahoma that's right uh uh, in the dome all their all their or national was
1: it, ch- or was it ohio state ohio state was, it was the, the first,
0: first one, one yeah over in the dome all their national championships have been won in new orleans uh, the first one at O2 lane stadium against clemson uh as they won that game 7 nothing and then uh, on to the other 3 in uh 03 where uh Nick Saban was there then Les miles in uh 07 and of course coach O in 19 where they had just the unbelievable year where they just uh, went through everybody uh <laughs> like a, a snow plow through the snow but in the meantime, Florida
1: would suggest otherwise. They didn't exactly plow through that Florida game.
0: No, but to everybody else, they pretty yeah. much did. They just, it was almost like a name to score. Joe Burrow, the Heisman Trophy winner, completed something like 70% plus of his passes, threw for 60 touchdowns. And <laughs> unbelievably, that mark was broken the, the next year with a kid from Western Kentucky uh, throwing for 62 uh, in the meantime. So, uh, a lot going on. So where Art McNally, the uh, the inventor of the instant replay for the NFL, who was an NFL official for about 8 to 10 years and uh, ended up t- being the supervisor of uh, the NFL officials for many years. Uh, he passed away he, recently.
1: He invented the technology that allowed for the replay to happen?
0: or I, I, I'm not sure about that because the first instant replay – of a, a football game took place with army and navy in 1963 when roger starback was the quarterback for navy in the army navy game up in philadelphia is the first time and it was really a, uh you can't say instant replay it was more of a slow-mo type uh a caption and uh, that was first done i can recall as a lad uh, back in that day and Art McNally, um, he has the moniker of that, of uh, the inventor or uh, instant replay as an official. I'm not sure uh, when that took place, Jeff, but I don't know if you uh, see that story or not. But he's been given that moniker. He passed away. I think he was in his late 90s in that manner. So uh, Art McNally passes away in that regard.
1: Another sports passing, Nate Colbert. uh. yes. A former former uh, Padre slugger. Uh, what did he have, a doubleheader with uh, 13 RBIs or
0: something, something like, that. like that? Yeah, and, uh, it, it seemed like at one time they couldn't get him out, too, uh, playing for the Padres uh, in that regard, just a fine baseball player. Don't think he's in the Hall of Fame, though. I'm trying to recall. No,
1: he's in the Padre Hall of Fame, but he is not in the Major League Hall of Fame. Okay,
0: all right. Anyway, I, I just I, I saw some other stories, too, uh, with regards to – Some other, you know, they got a lot of uh, college basketball cranking up this week. Of course, we talked about it earlier this week with regards to, uh, um, uh, I want to say, Ascension, uh, um, excuse me, uh, LCA uh, bringing in a new, uh, Lafayette Christian bringing in a new coach, uh, just uh, uh, Hunter Landry coming from uh, uh, offensive coordinator of that staff. also, we talked uh, earlier this week about the. I hadn't seen the five A All State uh, team being announced, Jeff. I don't know if uh, you've seen. I any have of that? not stumbled upon it. And of course, uh, LSU, uh, uh, one of the wide receiver, Jack Besh, in the transfer portal, he has selected TCU to head it to TCU. Wonder if he's going to be at the game uh, Monday night over in uh, out in the West Coast. As the uh, Horn Frogs take on the uh, Georgia Bulldogs for the national championship, still can't believe Georgia's a 13-point pick in that game. I, I just, uh, I, I just can't see uh, uh, TCU not hanging around the way they've been playing uh, and beat a pretty good Michigan team uh, in that regard. And just Michigan just couldn't stay with them. It just they scoring long passes, runs, whatever the case may be. So. Uh, We'll see how that game's gonna shine. We'll uh, talk a little bit about that uh, Monday morning here on Bayou Sports. Also, uh, our initial high school basketball game tonight as Catholic high entertains the uh, West St. Mary Wolfpack. I'll be there on the call between seven fifteen and seven thirty. Tune in for that. And don't know if you have anything else that uh, any. Uh, there are a
1: couple of head coaching uh, jobs uh, that were filled. Thibodeau has hired the Plaquemine head coach. Uh, Dre uh, Trosclair and the Manny coach is moving on.
0: That's right. That's and right.
1: I, I forget his name and I forget where he's going, but uh, I did see that. Uh, so a couple of big uh, coaching moves yeah, there. Yeah, of
0: course, Manny, uh, they're all everything player uh, heading out to USC. Uh, he was a quarterback and, the, and a linebacker on the team uh, uh, in that regard. So uh, he's uh, moving out to Southern Cal to play for the Trojans uh in that so uh just trying to see any other headlines that come into play with uh, uh sports this morning but anyway uh just about ready to wrap it up of course we got today in sports history of January the 6th on this date in 1942 Bob Feller he listed in the navy and reports to duty over to North Fork, uh, Virginia, for his assignment. And uh, at the uh, beginning of World War II, on this date in 1951, the Indianapolis Olympians beat Rochester Rawls 75 to 73 in an NBA record six overtimes. It's also the longest game in NBA history. In 1976, on this date, Ted Turner he buys the Atlanta Braves for twelve million dollars. Of course, the Braves now uh, probably in the uh, billion dollar bracket. Uh, Ted Turner, of course, sold them a few years back. Elsewhere, in 1980, the AFC Championship at Three Rivers Stadium, Pittsburgh. The Steelers beat the Oilers 27 to 13. The reason I'm aware of that game, my sister was at that game. She and her husband were at that game in the frozen uh, day. Uh, I know I remember seeing all you know, they showed the the Houston uh, fans at the game. The Oilers, by the way, then. In, uh, in their cowboy hats up in uh, Pittsburgh elsewhere in uh, the n f c championship game over in Tampa, the Rams beat back uh the bucks by the score of nine nothing and sets up the Super Bowl. Uh, in that regard for that year uh, as uh, the Rams and the Steelers go at it. Of course, the Steelers come through uh, and beat the Rams later on. We'll talk about it in the next few weeks. Elsewhere in 1985 in this date, uh, in the Orange Bowl, the Dolphins beat the Steelers, 45-28. And, uh, over in the NFC, the 49ers beat the Bears, 23-0. Of course, uh, the 49ers go on to uh, beat the Dolphins with Joe Montana. I think that was their second uh, Super Bowl win. And that year seems like they won it when they beat the Bengals uh, in eighty one. Yeah, eighty yeah, one season. That's yeah. right. Elsewhere in nineteen ninety four, on this date, uh, we all remember this. If you have any kind of memory, that's the date that uh, Tanya Harding decided to get a bodyguard to do a little clubbing on Nancy Kerrigan uh, up in the U.S. Championships. She had in no Detroit. knowledge of it. No. I,
1: I just recently uh, coincidentally saw the movie I Tanya. Uh
0: huh. Um,
1: and it's, I don't know how factual it is, but um, even galuli he didn't, uh, you know, the, the idea was to sort of uh, do a verbal threat. Okay. But not actually carry it out. Okay. Well, the bodyguard, again, according to the movie, decides on his own to make it a physical attack. But it was supposed to be almost like a bomb threat. Uh you know, don't show up, uh, otherwise uh, something might happen to yeah. you, And because they had done that to Tanya. That's right. And so they were kind of going to reverse the uh, uh, tables on her, um, not that Nancy Harding ha- or Kerrigan had anything to do with it, but uh, it was interesting, uh, and, and again, I don't know how factual it is, but... Always comes a time where, uh, if I hear about that situation, I just can't help but laugh. Uh,
0: it's, true. it's just amazing two little ballerinas uh, uh, ice skating uh, getting to that kind of altercation. Of uh, course, well, and
1: it's interesting too, and I don't know how truthful this is, but she really came from white trash, and, and I and and they she felt that was holding her back because she didn't have the nicest outfits. That's uh, right. Clearly, maybe the best skater out there but maybe not the best outfits, uh, had a sort of uh, white trash attitude, and they expected ballerinas, uh, like you said. Uh, And so she always felt that her scores were, and then she nailed that triple uh, uh, whatever. Axel. Yeah, triple axel and they just couldn't deny her at
0: yeah, that point. You that's know? right. And uh, just uh, crazy, uh, just a lot of insecurities, some petty jealousies that come into play. Uh, I'm sure it happens in uh, most of those type uh, uh, venues. Anyway, on this date in 1995, Atlanta Hawks, Hawks coach Lenny Wilkins passes the legendary Red Arback to be the NBA's all-time winningest coach with eight, 939 victories. Uh, the only thing uh, against uh, Lenny, he didn't have the winning percentage that Red Arback had. Of course, Lenny Wilkins didn't have uh, Bill Russell either mm-hmm. uh, in that regard. Elsewhere on this date in 1998, Don Sutton elected to Baseball Hall of Fame. Of course, the Alabama native, pitched for many years with the Dodgers. In 2014, on this date, the 16th BCS National Championship in the Rose Bowl, Pasadena. Number one, Florida State, beats back Ar- number two, Auburn, 34-21. Is that when Cam Newton, I think, was the quarterback for Auburn in that particular game? I believe so. Elsewhere in 2015, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, John Smoltz, and Craig Biggio, a Houston Astro favorite, are inducted into Baseball Hall of Fame. Elsewhere on this date in 2018, the Tennessee Titans quarterback, Marcus Mariota, scores a TD off his own pass, if you can recall that. And uh, they beat the Chiefs 22-21. He's the second quarterback to do so uh, in the history of the NFL to catch his own pass and score. Birthdays today, legendary pitcher for the Dodgers, uh, born in 26, Ralph Branca. Gave up the shot heard round the world to uh, Bobby Thompson of the Giants in the 51 playoff game, born in Mount Vernon, New York. Uh, of course, uh, Ralph Branca can be watched on uh, Parental Guidance with Billy Crystal. He was one of the judges towards the end of the movie. <laughs> and uh, they talked about uh, the young boy, Billy Crystal's son, or the grandson, doing a pronunciation of Russ uh, Hodges' uh, A legendary home run by Bobby Thompson. Born on this date, 1937. uh, Notre Dame coach and uh, won a national championship. Also coached the Jets in Fallensby, Wisconsin. Lou Holtz, born on this date. Uh, Lou Holtz, I'm pretty sure, is still with us, too. Also born on this date, 1961. NFL legend and broadcaster, Howie Long. Born in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts. Deaths on this date, and i bring this guy up because uh, he coached here in the Evangelion League here with the with the pelicans uh, the cardinals affiliate Johnny Keane. Uh, died on this date. Of course, he led the Cardinals, uh, my favorite Cardinal team, in 64 to the World Series when they beat the Yankees. He died of a heart attack. Didn't realize Johnny King was that young. He was only 55 years mm. of age. He led the uh, Pelicans here in the Evangel League, I think, to a couple pennants here back in the early 50s. Elsewhere, the quote of the day, I went back to Lou Holtz. Uh, Lou Holtz always <laughs> pretty much outspoken uh, in that regard. But he mentions this, his uh, his thoughts or theories, are uh, he says, I think that everybody needs four things in their life. Everybody needs to do something regardless of their age. Everybody needs to uh, someone to love. Everybody needs something to hope for. And, of course, everybody needs someone to believe in. Lou Holtz, uh, always uh, outspoken, having something to say, and uh, won a national championship with the Irish back in 88. Uh, and uh, Lou Holtz, of course, he coached with the Jets, coach with uh coach at william and mary's where he got his start and he also coached uh arkansas he coached minnesota gophers yep, yep. and i think he ended in south carolina too he did, he uh, did. i think his last of his coaching uh reigned so uh, lou holt's uh birthday today uh with my math being uh pretty good lou Holtz uh 85 uh or Look, no, looks 80, all of it too boy you're not kidding <laughs> and and never played uh collegiate football you looked 80 years old when he was 50 yeah young. he uh he didn't uh use a uh, formula to get out those uh wrinkles lou holtz and i'm sure he dyes his hair it's still blonde i think there you go <laughs> like coach k you can't tell me coach k didn't have any gray hair <laughs> at his age anyway that's today in sports history january the 6th here on cane radio
1: real good as always, uh, we'll look forward to being here Monday after a whole slate of NFL playoff action and in advance of the college football playoff championship game. And of course, we thank our sponsors, including LA Classic Riffing, Schwing Insurance, the Quarter Tavern, and by the way, happy birthday, Sherdell Landry, celebrating a birthday All right. tomorrow. I'm sure it's going to be a heck of a party over at the Quarter Tavern tomorrow. Cajun Company Band playing uh, tomorrow night. And we thank Kane Row Golf and Turf Club and Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative, District 49.